Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily and the Association for Mineral Exploration Roundup Conference 2020. Joining me now is uh, the CEO of Brixton Metals. Brixton Metals trades uh, on the TSX Venture with the symbol BBB and also on the OTCQB market in the U.S. with BBBXF, and they are a corporate sponsor of the show. Gary, good to have you back on the show. How you been? How's the show's going? Doing well. Well, thanks for having me again. It's Yeah, it's been good. It's a busy... Uh, you know, I don't know the numbers that, that came in on, on the roundup, but I... 6,000. It's a 6,000, so it's up on, uh, on the top end of the range. So a, lot, a lot of people, uh, I think the sector's uh, starting to turn on again. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that. I mean, uh, obviously there's a number of different levels of companies as far as uh, advancement of projects, and Brixton kind of plays in that early exploration uh, type portfolio. As a CEO of a company in the exploration, do you, do you feel the sentiment turning around? Uh, you know, where are we at here in this cycle? Yeah, I, I do think it is uh, turning, and it's been it's been slow and choppy. You know, having gone through two main downturns in the mining sector, um, 2015 was the bottom. There's no no question about it. You know, 016 was looking pretty good. It had a bit of a run. Everybody thought it was coming back, and then it kind of rolled over again in 017. So we get these windows um, of excitement. And even last year, 2019, at a similar, the summer was looking pretty good. Gold was uh, hitting highs. Yeah, um, the spring was looking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So they get these little sections of time where, you know, people uh, people see it turning on. Uh, we had a run, obviously, uh, earlier this year um, around, around the New Year's and stuff. So it's so we get these pockets of runs, but I, well, I guess the way I see it is uh, the general trend is an upward trend for, for uh, mining and, and uh, precious metals and base metals is where we, where we live. So that's obviously what we watch uh, more, more importantly. So, you know, it's, I think it's a choppy ride uh, in front of us, but I think we're in for better days uh, ahead. Yeah. How about, how about for Brixton in general? I mean, what are the things that uh, come down the pipeline for 2020 that you're excited about and obviously your shareholders and uh, maybe inquirers would want to know about what you're what you're planning well you know we're in we're in exploration that's our uh, wheelhouse I would say and and while it's been the most difficult uh, and it's it's a challenging uh, part of the space to get capital risk capital uh, that's also the biggest uh, reward opportunity for uh, you know speculating investors so you know that's that's the kind of thing we're looking at uh, we're We've got a, uh, obviously a number of projects. We have four assets, and you know we, we can't work them all. Um, you know we were successful uh, in 2019. We raised a total of about 10 million dollars. So we're beginning 2020 with I think about five and a half. So we have to kind of go through these things and and you know decide okay which project is going to get some attention this year. And while we haven't officially uh, you know had our, our technical meeting and, and budget approvals. Uh, the general consensus is, you know, our project in Montana, which hasn't seen any drilling uh, since 2000, uh, well, actually 1994 was the last drilling done, and most of the drilling was in the 70s and 80s. So it's a hog heaven project. It's a hog heaven. So we have not drilled it, but if you look at the historical data that we compiled and we built a digital model on it, and uh, there's some pretty spectacular uh, silver, gold, copper numbers. Uh, coming out of that uh, deposit that, um, I mean, it's not an early stage project. It's uh, uh, 722 holes, 60,000 meters of drilling. And it was a feasibility stage project in the late uh, late uh, 80s. They actually had a, a permitted, we actually have a permitted mine here uh, to build, but of course that's vintage. 
89. So we need to go in there and, and dust it off. Um, basically, what we want to do is uh, drill some, uh, some confirmation holes to confirm some of the uh, historical drilling is, is in, uh, in line with uh, what's, what's reported. Yeah. And uh, we see a number of other targets on the property to expand it. So there was, there was two areas that they focused all their drilling on. Uh, where they had their mine plan uh, um, you know, to build the mine there. Uh, we obviously see more potential um, than, uh, th than that. So really to get in there, get some, some you know, 2020 drilling. And what what's it, you know, is interesting to us is because if you look at where we did a lot of the work last year was in British Columbia, right. Northern BC, we're not going to get to Thorn, our Thorn project until probably June. You know, it's a June-July uh, program, whereas we can get into Montana here in April-May. Right. So we'll get a bit of a jump on the season. Uh, you know, in, in a couple, three months now, we'll, we'll be actually having drills turning there. And what about the uh, the project in Ontario? I mean, it, it, you, you, you kind of got some, you got a lot of things in that little that little area. Yeah. So, it, it, and, I and then I know I've asked you this almost every single time you and I talk, but why not sell that off and uh, take some cash? Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, look at, again, we can't drill them all, we can't work them all, so we need to uh, focus our resources and, and efforts. Um, we, you know, I wouldn't say it's, it's uh, we're not going to give it away, put it that way. Right. Um, I, I think the area, geologically, it's very interesting. We've drilled some spectacular grade. I've never seen silver like I've seen silver in this, in this camp. Hmm. Like, like, we're getting, I think, the highest silver numbers we've seen there are... Um, like in the percent, like multi-percent up to 18% silver. Like when people talk in percent silver, uh, it's very rare, yeah. right? Usually it's grams and ounces and, and maybe kilos if you're lucky. Um, so we're off the charts, uh, silver grades there. But it's going to take a lot of drilling to, uh, to make anything. It's typically narrow, very high grade, narrow, small tonnage things, which are fine. Um, so yeah, we've, you know, found the right partner to come in or, or sell it. Absolutely. In fact, I would look at all of our projects and say each one of these things is available if somebody wants to uh, strike the right deal with us. Um, you know, we own these things 100%. Um, you know, we're not married to any one of them. I think from that perspective, if the right deal came along with the right partner. In fact, our Thorn project is a classic one that, um, you know, we continue to work. Uh, we're closer to the porphyry, uh, one of the porphyry centers than ever. but just not quite right. not quite there we had some great drilling but not quite on the porphyry target so that one is a classic one where we really are looking for a major partner um, on that hog heaven if someone were to show up with a big check uh, and take it off our hands absolutely so i'd say any one of these things um you know we would we would sell we would we're, we're looking for jvs on some of them specifically so we're you know we're keeping the blinders off and uh looking to unlock value or monetize these these things in one way or, or another. So our, our three-pronged focus for 2020 was was continue to do exploration yeah. um, because we think that there is a market coming for exploration and, and people are starting to get rewarded for you know for good good drilling success. Um, look for uh, JV partners on one or more of our assets and then um, you know potentially some M&A if, if we could find a like-minded company like Brixton um, you know at the end of the day you want to grow we want to grow as a company. We want to get bigger, faster, and uh, M and A is, is one way of doing it. But uh, you know, we've we've uh, it's not easy. You know, there's there's uh, a lot of companies out there, and, and if you can if you can put the right talents and assets together, 
uh, you know, you can build a bigger, better company, and, and that's what we're trying to do. So you think uh, the, the real definition of your 2020 strategy uh, could be decided and shared to shareholders in a press release, you know, next month or two? Well, we laid out our 2020 plan uh, already, which is which is just that. Uh, it's uh, really, a, you know, a focus on, uh, you know, a couple of projects for the most part. Hog Heaven's going to see some activity, and, uh, and Thorn... Uh, which is where we drilled the big hole last year and, and spent uh, we spent a lot of money there so far. And it's a big property. Our Thorn package, land package, has expanded. I want to say Brixton owns one of the largest mineral tenures in the Golden Triangle. I almost, I'm almost the largest. I'm not sure because I'm going to run the numbers and see what other competitors are doing. But if you look at some of the bigger players in the Golden Triangle, I think we have the largest land position there. So we need to take a step back and do some more exploratory early stage work. Because yeah. what we don't want to do is spend all of our efforts in one area. You know, we, we've been mostly focused on a 10 kilometer by 10 kilometer area on this massive land position. If you look at the that little block inside of our block, it's, it's, right. it's uh, just a little pinprick well, in, and in you a have big so area. Many you have so many targets that you want to go after, right? Yeah, and what we're looking for is a low hanging fruit. So. The Camp Creek target is where we did some drilling uh, last year. We actually never got to drill the holes that we wanted to drill there. So the, the objective was to get some geophysics done because we know that Camp Creek target uh, is, is uh, the porphyry target there is at depth. Mm -hmm. We know based on, on uh, we don't see it at surface basically, but we have all the indications that there's a porphyry there. So um, we started to drill uh, at the end of last year. Um, we didn't get the geophysics done because of the winter chased us out. So we got half the survey done. So we want to complete that geophysical survey early in the year, probably June, get in there in June and, and finish that uh, deep seeing geophysics. Um, that will hopefully image something in that sort of uh, five to 500 meters to a kilometer depth. Uh, that seems to be where it lives. Um, and we, you know, we did attempt to drill it even though we didn't have the geophysics. We thought, well, let's take a shot um, in, in the uh, Camp Creek area lower down. And we got to about 550 meters. Um, but it looks like now we're on the shoulder of it, uh, on the right. porphyry. We're, for the first time actually in Camp Creek, we're getting porphyry style mineralization. Most of the drilling historically there has been too shallow. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting into deeper uh, drilling uh, depths and we're starting to see porphyry style mineralization. And what's really encouraging about hole 162, um, which is one of our last holes we drilled at the Thorn Project, is that the grades from about 250 on, so it's about 250 meter interval, of about of a third of a gram uh, copper e uh, equivalent, uh, sorry, a third of a percent copper equivalent. Um, but what's more interesting about that is if you look at the histogram of the uh, drilling results, uh, the grades are increasing. Uh, the hole ended in mineralization and the grades are increasing at the bottom of the depth, uh, yeah. bottom of the hole. Uh, I, would, I would encourage our listeners, uh, Gary and I did do a corporate update in December after those drill holes came out. And so we Correct. had a pretty, yeah. pretty good uh, conversation and uh, discussion about that, so I would, you know, we don't have to rehash that conversation yeah. again. But I do actually want to ask you about uh, working in the Golden Triangle. I mean, obviously, it's not without its challenges. I mean, you even mentioned that you're looking at about a good two-month window of when things can. You really have to take that opportunity because it's so narrow. But I mean, it's not necessarily you know the weather, but it's also infrastructure. Like you know, but there's no doubt that there's incredible mineralization in this area. But I think, you know, when you talk to investors. Uh, who have these concerns about putting money behind plays in the Golden Triangle? Like, how do you, how do you, how, what's those conversations like to say, you know, this is an excellent place to be? Well, there's no question uh, we're seeing more and more um, 
companies active in this area. You're seeing major companies uh, put down roots. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's probably one of the, um, you know, it's up on there on the top of the list of the most metal rich districts in the world. And I know people call it the Golden Triangle, but it, you know, it really should be a 500 kilometer long gold belt <laughs> because there's a big trend from basically from Stewart all the way up to uh, the uh, BC uh, Yukon border. Yeah. Um, so it really is a, a major trend um, that uh, you know, it's, it's goes through these phases of up and down of, of activity based on the markets and metal prices. But uh, I've never seen it busier in the Golden Triangle than, than uh, the last few years, and I think 2020 is going to be no exception. Well, and we know Pretium came online with Bruce Jack a couple of years ago, and obviously they've had their challenges. Uh, and uh, Ascot seems to be on track to uh, get the Premier project uh, up and going, perhaps. Yep. Uh, you know, what? It, it, getting somebody like an Ascot up and running, like you know, two operating mines uh, in the Golden Triangle, I mean, it, is that just check the box one more time to say like that this can be done like you're de-risking the whole jurisdiction just based on a second mine yeah i don't know if i'd go i mean i think the infrastructure is is well it's never been so good you've got that new power line up there now so that's really opened uh, i think it's opened it up for for the operators in, in around central iskit um so i you know i don't think that's uh, that's becoming less of an issue um it doesn't really help us though, because we're a little bit further uh, north right. up the trend. The, the power line doesn't quite go that far yet, um, but I think you know you're starting to see uh, more. As you see more eyes on it, as you see more development on it, you will see more more infrastructure builds. Um, we're we're in a bit of a unique environment because we are further up up the way. We actually have a path or a proposed path, a plan. Um, we're actually fairly close to tidewater where where we are. So we have the potential to have tidewater access. Um, you're talking 20, 30. Uh, the, the border is about, uh, the Alaska-BC border is about uh, 26 kilometers to tidewater. Mm. And we're not far from, from the Alaskan-BC uh, border. So we, if you go on Google Earth, you can see where the project is. You can see there's a, a channel. We have a little bit of a appendix that sticks out of our claim block. And we put that in there for a reason, is to secure uh, surface uh, rights and mineral rights on, on uh, basically the you know, somebody's not going to stake around us. Uh, we have a clear path from our claim block, anywhere in our claim block, uh, to this tidewater. Uh, so that, you know, that's a that's a possibility for um, for uh, access to port, power, uh, road, all, all all that stuff. So we're looking at that as opposed to what everybody does in Northwest BC, as they tie into the to the Highway 37 and they drive their their concentrate down down to uh, Stewart, which yeah. is a deep water port. But that's a long ways away. So for the Redcrest mine, uh, they spent a lot of money in transporting um, down down to uh, down to the port. So sure. so we have a we have an alternate plan for that, which uh, should be a, uh, attractive to uh, majors and and other people in the area might be looking. If we could get that done, that kind of opens up that whole part of the world right now, which is uh, which has has limited access. Yeah. Gary, it's good to catch up with you once again. Appreciate you. You're a frequent guest on the show, which is great. Yeah, thank you very much. I think you, between you and Paul West Sells from Western Copper and Gold, you might have to duke it out. Oh, is that right? For the <laughs> for the most uh, most efforts. <laughs> I told him he just got to put another notch in his board every time he. Uh, comes well, I'm happy to uh, happy to update you in, in any time. All right, that's Gary Thompson. He's the CEO of Brixton Metals, which trades on the Venture Exchange with the symbol BBB, and also in the U.S. with the symbol BBBXF. Thanks so much, Gary. I appreciate it. Thank you.